Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fairly well for a, uh, a displaced uh, quasi-homeless person. I got you. I yeah. hear you. I hear you. The, the the saga of the home improvement project from hell continues? It does. It does indeed. And we, we're broadcasting uh, live today from my dining room table, uh, which also doubles as uh, my entire kitchen. Well, and technically, my we're office. not broadcasting live. Oh, we're not we're broadcasting recording. Live. We're recording live. Well, we're yeah. recording from this location. Recorded between before a live studio audience. Here's yeah. our laugh track. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. That was so bad. <laughs> right. That was not good at all. Yeah, I know. Sorry. So, all right. Well, let's, you know what? There's a lot of different stuff to talk about this week. I, let me ask you a question first off. Why don't you ask me a question? Are you ready for this election to be over? Oh, I don't care. You don't even care. Like, are you even paying any attention at all? Really, virtually none whatsoever. Uh, the only thing I keep thinking is when I'm driving around and see people with uh, um, Trump and Biden flags. I just really want to get a, a white flag with black lettering that just says nobody and fly it from the back of my truck. <laughs> That's all I want to do. Well, I wish you know. I wish there was more people that were committed to like you know you know meteor. Like if they put more like, um, like right. a meteor or like a John Wick or like just you know you have the different names of people that they put Chitulu. up for things. Yeah, yeah, you know, or you know whatever you know. Right. But I, I wish I saw more of that. I do find to be one flag to be kind of funny. Right. There's the Trump flag of him dressed like Rambo. And I always find that to be funny because didn't he take a deferment during Vietnam and Rambo is about a character that went into the Vietnam War? Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, pretty uh, pretty much the case. I do think so, it's funny. I think he took three deferments, didn't he? I, I, I'd like he had, to, he had to keep renewing it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, he was rich, man. What are you going to do? Or right. parents yeah, are rich or whatever. Yeah. All right, so there's a lot. Well, of- we know that you know people who, uh, people who go to war are uh, you know, suckers, so. That's, uh, I, I can understand why he uh, wouldn't want to do that. People who join the military, they're suckers. You know. <laughs> well, and losers. And losers. Yeah. Um, spoken as a veteran yourself, so. That's right. My, one of my fellow losers. Right. Um, all Loser. right, so. Okay, so there's a lot of different stuff to get to. I want to actually start at my poker night that I had last night. Yeah. So Did you poker good? I did. I, I, I came out with more money than I came in with. No, nah, that's so good. That's always a good night when that happens. It's always good to come in when you poker. Yes. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I normally never do on poker night is really talk politics with people. Yeah. So much so that I get on a soapbox. What I would consider to be that I get on a soapbox. Oh, people. yeah. When you get rolling, you get rolling. Yeah. But last night, I kind of did it. Now, I didn't do it in a way that, that anybody was angry with. At least I don't think that they were angry with. But they were talking. You'll never be invited again. But you know. Well, I'm sure I'll be invited yeah. again. But I, I had to make a point about. Like, so the discussion came towards, uh, if you want to call it race relations in the country or whatever, but that the people that were in the poker night were more along the lines of that, that 
people needed to take more personal responsibility that that they're looking at identifying some of these problems and they're blaming the individuals for these problems like where the reason that people are poor and the position that they're in right now is because of a lot of their own actions uh, and a lot of their own choices in in a lot of cases that's true yeah well I, here's the thing i don't necessarily disagree with what they're talking about per se right however my point that I was making, and this is the point I was trying to make to them, because they were just like, well, if you just follow the law, then there wouldn't be a problem. Oof. And my response to that is, is that you're not taking into account something called officer discretion. And what I mean by that is, is that they're talking about instances where the cops kind of let them go. Well, they're not letting everybody go. Right. And it's more of a socioeconomic problem than it is a color problem. But because the... Uh, it's also an attitude problem because I don't get let go much. Okay, you know? okay. an attitude problem too. It could be an yeah, attitude and, problem. And as well. I, I don't take well to getting pulled over, so you know. Okay, yeah, and I'm always nice to all the cops, so I always get away with stuff. Uh, to be, well, you know, that is true. It's like uh, if if I decide to be, you know, fuck this, I'll kiss this guy's ass, uh, just get away with it. Um, then I usually get out of it. But, I don't feel like I'm kissing anybody's ass. I'm just not a dick. Well. Yeah, I, whatever. I, yeah. I guess one man's not a dick is another man's kissing ass. I don't know. I, I tend when people try to uh, rob me on the street, I tend to not be happy with them. I, I can understand that, yeah. too. But here's the but thing. But yeah, I, I, I totally I, get your point. I yeah. do go by one rule in life, and it's a don't be a dick to the guy with the gun. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, not when he has the gun on him. But at any rate, so. Especially because you can't shoot him back. Well, that's, well you, you know? can. Oh, no. Hey, you can. You can. Look at the it, guy that it, shot it, at Brianna Taylor, well. the yeah. killer. So, um, so. But we were, but they were having this discussion and normally poker doesn't turn into politics, but I just wanted to make the point. And the point that I was trying to make to these guys is I don't necessarily disagree with the point you're making of the, that people need to take more personal responsibility and then get into these situations right. with some of their own actions. And it is difficult to get out of these situations, but we've created such a perverse system. They're like, well, these people take advantage of welfare. They're, 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 they're working the system. Well, why would you be mad at a person that's working the system when you can just get rid of said system? Right. Exactly. You know, like the problem is not look, the problem isn't that they're doing anything illegal. The problem is we've set up a system that allows for these p perverse things to happen. Yeah. And so the point is, is like we have the we have the the boot of government is on these people's throats. Can we at least agree that we need to start removing the boot off of their throats? And if you look at like, again, not to go into what again, I'm not trying to make this a commercial for Trump, by the way. But if you at least remove the boot a little bit to let people breathe and the economy starts growing, then everybody starts getting jobs because at the end of the day, people want jobs because they'll make more money doing a job than they will just being on welfare. You but know what I'm it, saying? Wait, 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 hang on a second. I want to go back to you saying you don't want to make this an ad for Trump. It sounds no, no. like what you're saying is a condemnation of Trump. Trump has spent more money on welfare than any president in, in history. And okay. also economically with lifting some of the regulations, we started to see unemployment going down in a major way before COVID. Uh, no, it wasn't going down. Yeah, majorly. it was. It was. Come it, was on now. It, it had been down for years. It, it was going way. It was. It, look, the it's labor been like between four and five percent for the late. The labor participation know, rate was ten was, years. Was great right now. Yeah, but you, there was more people getting back into the workforce. The labor participation rate was going up. Man, you're reading way too much Republican propaganda. <sighs> oh my God, I'm it's, telling it's you, totally. It's just numbers, dude. It's just numbers. No, I'm get, talking about the numbers. Yeah, okay, hold on. You're you're just incorrect with that. Okay, but here it doesn't matter. I don't care. You know, we, listen. If you look at it, if you take the, the boot of government off of the economy and allow things to start working right, then everybody benefits from that. It's not just one group of people. Everybody benefits but from you're that. But you're, you're somehow equating that to the president who literally okay, 
take him out of the take him out of the situation. Let's talk just the, the simple philosophy. Okay, I'm right. not going to get into the argument on that. Part. Okay, all right. But if you simply take the boot of government off of people, then you'll it, the the economy will prosper much more. We, on that, and, we totally and, agree. And yeah. everybody benefits, though. So it's not even like you got you don't have to do it for black people or for Latinos or for anybody. You just do it for everybody. It's a socioeconomic problem, not a race problem. In part, yeah. In part. Look, don't get me wrong. There part are some of it people is a, in, there is definitely a racial component to it. Okay. There, yeah. But here's the thing, though. But the solution isn't to to focus on the racial portion of it. The solution is to focus on the equality portion of it and make sure that the economy is working for everybody. So you get the but the boot of government is the problem. It's not like, well, we have to make a special carve out for these people. or We have to make a special carve out for these people or invest specifically in this area or invest specifically in this area. No, you just have to get the government out of the way and let investment go where it needs to go I because agree. it will naturally go in those areas. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which is why you should vote nobody 2020. Yes. No, because nobody is going to fix the problem. But also the other thing is this is that the like there's two things that you could do right now that would have the most dramatic effect in hell and in, 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 in a lot of the problems that we're talking about right now, like the, the criminal justice problem, the economic problem, the education problem. There's two things you can do other than get rid of government completely, Adrian, because I know well, that's one thing are, and that'll solve all the problems. Okay. But there's two specific you issues you could deal with. That one up, I know you did. <laughs> the two things you could do, though, eliminate the drug war. Right. And yeah. complete voucher program for public schooling. Hmm. Like those two things. Here's the thing. Like, I don't even think you need a voucher program. I think you just, you know, abolish public education at this point. Look, you know, you could argue that point if you wanted to argue that point. I would say this, however, though. It'd probably be better at this point if you just went with a straight voucher program. But at any rate, again, I'm not getting into that portion of it. But so my my point at the poker night was, is that, and all these people were voting for Trump. I mean, they didn't really say that out loud, but I know that they are all voting for Trump. Right. And while I understand in some, in some way, I understand the frustration that they have. I just... I think that they what what they didn't understand, or maybe not didn't understand, but what I wanted to pass along was there's still a major problem that needs to be solved that people are always going to be able to point to in these areas. These areas are still depressed areas. Now they're depressed because the government has depressed them. Like like they've they've created such a system that the perverse conditions exist for their for these for these for these communities to not be fixed. I agree there, but we have to. We still have to fix those communities, but we don't fix them by throwing more money at it. We fix it by getting the fuck out of the way, getting government out of the way and letting people deal with it themselves. Well, I think that would improve the situation, but I don't think you ever fix it. I mean, I think throughout human history, there's there's always going to be socioeconomic strata. You know, there's always going to be rich people and poor people. It's just the nature of of existence itself. Yeah, you but know? you have a government right now that is, okay, but they're no, giving them money, but they are making money off of them at the same time. Too. Oh, I, absolutely, I agree. But I think the fallacy that you might be falling into is that there is a utopia. No, there's there, not. There's no fix, there's no utopia. But what you're saying is absolutely right. Everything government does makes it worse and harms the vast majority of the people and only benefits a few. But, okay. That is absolutely okay. true. And while there is no utopia... If you have the most economic prosperity that you can possibly have, right. then society as a whole, through voluntary measures, will be able to take will be able to take care of those people that aren't as well off. Like it will ha- it will happen as it was happening before. Don't get me wrong. Look, you're always going to be able to point to people that are dying. Yeah, or exactly. Something. That's that's what I'm saying, and I think that's a, a a trap that a lot of people fall into is that 
there will always be some people will always be miserable. Some Tragedy people, will happen in this world. Some people will always be poor. Some people will always be indigent. But they're not always the same people and not always at the same time. Exactly. And also, it, it's you know really it's there is no solution to it. And once you understand that, it's just the the way that things are. It's the nature of mankind um, until we evolve into something you know beyond that. But you're never until gonna, they make the replicators. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, who knows? Or until we're all uploaded into the uh, the matrix and we're just you know all we need is solar energy to survive. Yeah. But you know the 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 point is is um, you're you're correct. Um. But yeah, I just I, I the more I think about it over the past few years, I, I realize that there's I think we might be doing a disservice by trying to tell people that if you just get rid of government, you know that the you know the urban blight is all going to go away. No, you're still going to have it. You know, it's just it's it's going to be a little bit better. It won't be as much. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a lot more easier to solve. Right. And but some of it will like, be worse. Here's the thing. Think about you it know? like this, though. Think about all the millions of dollars or the billions of dollars that we're sending to these urban areas. Right. That are all just there's trash everywhere. Right. Right. Well, why don't they just go pick up all the trash? Like, why isn't some of that money spent to just go around picking up the trash? I like, well, because like, you they, know use they have some of those. They use prisoners to do that, so they need more prisoners. <laughs> so they got to ramp up the drug war to get more prisoners to go out and pick up the trash. Dude, I, do you not understand government? <laughs> I, mean, I just like if we look at these, like it really, it's almost funny that if you look in these areas, especially like in, in the black community that prim, that promote that primarily votes Democrat, I'll never understand why you would vote for like. These people have been running your running your stuff for a long time. Why do you think they're going to give you the solution? Right. Not the Republicans are going to give you a solution, by the way. But why do you think these guys are going to give you a solution? Like, why isn't there a disparity there? Or why haven't you, like, given up on those people? Like, why haven't you given up on the Democrats? Because they've obviously failed you. Like, if you look around and you realize these guys have been in charge for a long time, it still looks like shit. The same it, same reason I'd vote for Bernie Sanders if if I actually yeah, but they don't think that way oh though. totally you, no, no 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 absolutely I think that the vast majority of Americans vote in such a manner that uh, it's like okay what is that politician going to do for me and if if I think that that guy is going to give me a bigger paycheck especially with my position right now it's like fuck yeah let's let's you know let's milk this puppy for all it's worth okay yeah but you're but no my my point is is that i think that is the thinking in a lot of people and that's why you know people uh who depend on government assistance um are going to vote for the candidate that they think is going to give them the most government assistance no no i mean there's I mean, it's definitely simple. there's some truth yeah. to that there's some truth to that i i just think it's like it just sucks because I do think that even last night at the game that I got everybody to agree about some of those things, even though that that like the the choice in what they focus on is not solving the problem at the end of the day that they want to have solved. Well, that's the thing. There is no solution to the problem. There's only one solution to the problem, and supporting one or the other of these candidates or any of the candidates in the past several decades. Um, is not going to get us anywhere near the solution. But getting rid of the government things that are the problem is the solution. Right. But how do you actually do that short of, you know, going out and throwing Molotov cocktails? Because what happens is inevitably you're going to have a choice of candidates, none of whom are going to do any of the things that we just talked about. So what point is it to vote? If you know that neither of the candidates you're going to vote for are going to do any of the things we just talked about, the only solution is to, you know, throw Molotovs. Well, that's and that's a, what Black but, Lives Matter is doing because they have voted for candidates for years 
and they're still, you know, got the the boot on their neck. In 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 a lot of the communities, it's a literal boot on their neck. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that uh, you know you can talk about these things, but when you frame it in a who you're going to vote for on November third, that's like the most irrelevant thing in the world. Yeah, I know, but I think you, but you, I think you're in. Here's the thing, though. I th- what I'm describing to you though was really more of an issue based thing, wasn't even a voter based thing. Right. So like the response that you're giving me is like, well then you know, don't worry about voting. Well, well I'm not talking about that part of it. I'm talking even about the like issues. actually how just do you solving the problem. The issues? I, I said it, I said it at the beginning. There's two things you can do in the drug war. Okay. How do you do that? Well, that's an easier said than done. <laughs> Vote for people who are going to do it. Nobody's going to do well, it. Well, here's the thing. You have that. I take the, in, in that aspect, I would take the Milton Friedman approach of that. Like, you have to make bad people do the right thing for the wrong reasons. <laughs> There's truth to that. Or or I think the FBI has the right approach to it. And you just basically uh, give people trucks full of explosives and tell them, go to town. <laughs> you know, that's what the FBI does. Yeah. I, I think that's probably the right way to accomplish it. Yeah. You know? All right. So I, I'm not going to stay on the, all, all night on the poker thing. So I, but I just, I was Did you win, a, by the way? Like I t- yeah, I said, four, I said I won. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I came I, out more than I came in. I only listened to you half the time. So, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's right. I, I had to make a you know yeah. vagina joke on that. Yes, you did. Yeah, I had to take it totally lowbrow. So the next thing that I wanted to talk about, again, I, I got a bunch of different things to discuss here, is that I've watched the debate, the last debate, the last presidential debate. Glutton for punishment, you are. Man. Well, my look, my mom watches it, and I'm with my mom right now, so like I'm just I'm I'm watching it, and I will say this: I watched the first, or I listened to the first one. Right, the first debate, and I watched the second one. Right now, they cut the mics on this one, so for the first two minutes, each candidate so got it was to like talk bad uninterrupted. Reading the whole time. <laughs> no, 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 no. What, when no. they cut the mics, did the candidates actually shut up, or yes, were they? Trying? Yes, yes, they okay. did. Well, they actually shut good. up. Yeah. And in watching this debate, it was like I got to give the moderator a lot of credit. Like the moderator did a very good job on this debate. And but who was the moderator? I don't remember her name, but okay. she was. But she was. She did a phenomenal job. Though. Okay. And she and she was fair. She was really. She did it fair down the road. And but listening to this one, there was one thing in particular. Like Biden did say that he's going to eliminate cars, like he's going to get rid of the fossil fuel industry entirely. Okay. And for, he's going to do that in four years? <laughs> Basically, he was trying to almost like, and again, you know how politicians talk. And it right happened right at the end, right? Because, you know, the, you know, Trump's going after him all the time. And I will say this. Look, I'm still not voting for Trump, but he is funny. Like, he's really funny sometimes. You know, he is. He can be quick. Um, oh, he was quick. And here's the thing. Because they cut the mics off. Right. Trump had to listen more. Right. So he would listen to what Biden said, and then whenever he got the mic back, he had a one-liner that that hit and that hit a lot. Like he was hitting one-liners on on Biden, and Biden is not nearly as quick as Trump is right now. No, and no. so like Biden, I don't, th- I, I don't think he ever was. No, I mean he was never he was never good at cooking. He had a couple. Well, he had a couple of those. Look fat. <laughs> that was his best comeback yeah, ever. Yeah. So, like, in watching the debate, I do think that Trump ended up winning the debate. And I think that Trump would have done a lot better in the first debate if they would have cut the mics in the first debate. Right. I actually think the cutting of the mic helped Trump and hurt Biden. Well, yeah. Because Biden then had to talk for the entire two minutes and he wasn't interrupted. And that's not the easiest thing in the world for Biden Well, let's to do. go back. I want to hear about his, his uh, plan to eliminate cars. Because if he's going to, you know, <laughs> let me trade in my... Uh, um, you know my f-150 for a uh, a tesla <laughs> i'm totally game 
Um, I mean, I don't know if that's going to be the let's case. Let's make that happen. He didn't really come into specific plans upon that. Part. Oh, really? Yeah. But, so he's not going to go door to door just taking people's cars, right? Well, no. I mean, it wasn't said that way. Because there's only about uh, uh, roughly a billion of them in the U.S. He wanted it, it to be the be person to transition us away from fossil fuels is what yeah. he said. Uh, not like Elon Musk or any of those guys that are you well, know, like look, literally doing it. Well, not no, like Ford look, and here's or the, well, GM. And ultimately, here's the problem, though. And this is the problem. This guy thinks he can wave some government magic wand and make <laughs> right. it happen. You know, he, here, here's the thing. He absolutely knows he can't do any of that. He just knows how to do campaign season. Well, and he want, here's the thing, though. That's really what it but boils down to. But if you can pass to. laws that can, that can, you know, get everybody under the boot of government. Look, Joe Biden wants one thing and one thing only. Well, I guess politicians want one thing and one thing only. Right. Control as much as they possibly can to get as much graft off, the, off of it yeah, as they can. Yeah, but listen, there's, there's nothing meaningful that he is going to do um, legislatively or via executive order that is going to change dramatically the path that we're on anyway. So what he's saying about, you know, getting rid of cars is he knows it's total and utter bullshit. And he may do something that, you know, like, well, we're going to increase cafe standards uh, by the year 2030s to make sure everything gets at least 35 miles to the gallon, you know, something like that. Yeah, that that's literally the end result, you know, but it's going to cost all of us more money. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I mean, it, the way things are moving so fast now that if, shit, we maybe we might all have electric vehicles. I mean, like in the model year twenty twenty eight, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if over half the cars on dealerships lots are electric. Yeah, you know, it's moving that but, fast. But that, but that's happening not because of a government regulation. It's happening because of advancements in technology. Uh, no, it's happening because Joe Biden said so. What's the fuck you been, man? I hate you. Like sometimes I just hate you. Vote like, vote Biden 2020 folks. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's going to come and give you a brand new Tesla for that uh, you know 1999 Saturn you got sitting in your driveway. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he's the man. Oh, it's just funny. It, it it was just like but watching the debate though, it really was. And these two like legitimately, I think legitimately don't like each other. Like I think that this isn't even a work anymore. Like this is a, this is a shoot. Oh yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> They're the two old men in the hospital beds, man. Yeah. I, the, oh, they are, are absolutely the two old men you, in the you, hospital beds. You gave the best description of all time of those guys, and that's them. Oh yeah, you all, know? all day long. Yeah. I mean, Trump can move around still. Like his arms flailing. Yeah. Biden's got nothing. I, I'm surprised <laughs> he's still standing. I really do think that Biden is dead within six months. If okay, he hang wins. on a second. I don't know what drug they've got him on, but he has been a lot better lately. You know, yeah, they they must be free basing ginkgo biloba on that guy or something, because watching him in the last couple of weeks, he actually sounds like he's may not be totally senile. It you only know? lasts so long, though. Like if you watch the debate, that's what I'm thinking. Like it only la- it, it starts to fade. So like, yeah, then he nods off. Yeah. Well, on Saturday, <laughs> they had dueling rallies on Saturday. Right. And so they were both on the TV. And you had Biden's on first. Right. Now, Biden does car rallies. And so what they do is they all like it's like a drive in movie theater or something like that. Like he does a speech in front of people that drove their cars in. Right. Like I've never I mean, it's really weird because what will happen is he'll make a line that people would normally clap at and you hear cars honking. Right. Right. Like what the. <laughs> Don't get wrong. I think part of it's to hide the lackluster numbers that he gets at his rallies. Yep. And then I listen to Trump's rally. Yeah. And you, if you listen to Biden's rally, by the way, like I, I watched all of Biden's rally, or as, I mean, as much as I can handle, because I really, I don't like listening to Joe Biden, and he's not very good, and he's actually much more filled with hate than Trump is, which is surprising, right? At least in this in this rally, he was. And then I listened to Trump's. 
Now, I'm going to say Trump didn't give a campaign speech. Trump gave a stand-up routine. Right. Like, that's what this guy does at his things. He goes up there and just talks and just tries to be funny about shit the entire time and make fun of, you know, and just, he tries to get in Sleepy Joe about 30 times, I think. Right. You know, bring up China a couple times. China. You know, China, we got the greatest this, we got the best that. You know, the word greatest and best is probably used, you know, a quarter of a time. I've noticed he's backed off huge, though. Yeah, yeah, huge isn't used as much no, anymore. At least, at least I haven't seen lately. Yeah, no, he hasn't used that in a long time, so. But, well, you look, once that tagline was out, he had to find another line. That's true. But I watched Trump's speech, and it really was like <laughs> I caught myself laughing a lot. Right. Like I'm just laughing because it's just so funny. Like, it, like he's full of shit, but he's kind of funny, full of shit though. Yeah. Like you know he's bullshitting. Like anybody with any moniker of knowledge about the issues knows a lot of this is bullshit. Some of it is just his opinion on things. And he's just bloviating the whole fucking time. By the way, the word is modicum there. Modicum? Sleepy Alex. Oh, my bad. Yeah. So it's just funny to watch. But at the same time, like, I can understand. Again, I I made this post a couple weeks ago. I can understand why anybody would do anything in this election. I really do. At this point, I can understand all of it. I'm I'm voting for Jorgensen, but I I might not even vote. I may not even vote. Oh, there's always Borat uh, Borat to vote for. Borat. Look, I really don't like Borat, though. Yeah. I don't like it. I'll tell you what I don't understand, though. I don't understand how people are still falling for this. The first time, maybe. Right. But, like, right. you know, I don't understand how people are falling well, for this. Well, you stuff. know, and, and I'm watching some of the things he does, and I don't know about you, but my bullshit detectors are probably going to go off within 30 seconds of that. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I just, I, you just don't, people, that just doesn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I, so I don't know how people. I see how people fall for it initially, but I don't understand how, like, if you're, like, two minutes into an interview and you're getting these questions and you're still like, dude, come on. <laughs> how, how are you not? It's like, all right, you're fucking with me now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. How come you you're don't just see more of that? Right. Yeah. Well, I think maybe they do and they just edit that stuff I, They out. probably do. And probably they do, you know, they, they get one, you know, piece of gold for every 10 interviews they do. Yeah. And that's probably what it is. But I think that Borat struck gold with Giuliani. Okay. And you have a different take. And now, if you haven't seen this, uh, basically what he did is he he set it up with this really hot, you know, Eastern European, uh, quote unquote, reporter. Yeah. Uh, uh, interviewing uh, Rudy Giuliani in a hotel room. Mm-hmm. And uh, which know, was Giuliani's first mistake. Right. Exactly. Well, no, actually, here's the thing. Alone. It's your first mistake. Yeah, yeah, probably so. You go up there with someone else, so there's a witness to what's going on. Yeah, yeah, probably. Well, I would think that Giuliani is like always with at least one or two other people. But he's not. You know what I'm saying? Which is surprising. Yeah, I would think he would always have an assistant or someone, you know, with him pretty much. Even a bodyguard. I mean, he's a high-profile person. I would think he would have, you know... Someone, At least a one-person entourage. Yeah, exactly. But so he doesn't. Some other person. But no, he doesn't. So he's in there with this this hot, you know, I don't know if she was, was pretending to be Russian or Ukrainian or... or something. Some Eastern European Belarus bloc, yeah. or Yeah, something like that. Um, but anyway, she's doing the interview and, and they're, you know, she's flirting with him hard and he's flirting right back. 
And then after it's done, and Borat does come in at one point and make a little quip, but he's like dressed up as the sound man or something like that. Yeah, but you, know? you could still tell it was Borat, though. That's the And thing. that was so dumb. Like, why would you still continue the interview knowing that that was what was going well, on? Well, he didn't know it was Borat. And I, I guess, you know, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen is, is just a, a master at not letting people on to who he is. And I don't, when you see it in context... I'm sure it's like, how do they not know? But I guess out of context, if if you're not thinking of that, yeah. I can understand how it wouldn't immediately register with you. But still. So anyway, after they flirted through this interview back and forth and knee touching and all this, um, they go, she invites him into the bedroom for a drink, right? And she says, oh, let me get your mic off and starts to unbutton his shirt. And he lays down on the bed and he reaches down in his pants. Now he laid and look, man, I know you said, oh, well, he was just tucking in his shirt. Dude, that dude laid on the bed in the exact way that you lay on a bed. And men, you know what I'm talking about? If you think you're about to get a blowjob. I don't agree, man. I, I watched look. I watched the video question, again. Giuliani thought he was about to get a Hummer. That no, no, no. There is I don't no think doubt so. about that. No, I don't you think so. You are such a fucking apologist. I'm not, look. I don't like Giuliani. I, like that's the thing, though. I don't like this guy. Okay, I don't, I don't want to have to give this opinion. I would rather just be with you <laughs> and say what you're saying, but I can't in good conscience okay, do that. Who who goes into a hotel room? with a hot chick who just invited you in for a drink, sits down on the bed, sits down on the bed first, and then lays back, and then puts their hand down their pants, thinking that, oh, she's just taking off my mic. That's what it looked like. No, you were so Like, it really did, though. I don't know how no, you no, see no, no. that. Look, first off, okay. you got to think about it. That thing was edited in order to give you the impression that it's giving you right now. Okay. Look. So, so, but if you look, if you you watch what happened, she un she undid it. She actually undid it. So Giuliani's trying to tuck it back in. At that position, you either stand up and tuck it back in, right? Bec- but she's right in front of you, or so you, you can't really do that. Or wait a second, or you lay you, back. <laughs> no, you don't ever do that. Look, dude, and I get it. I get it. I had an incident one time with uh, Mike's with Holly Gregory of, of Bay News Nine, and uh, you know. Oh. Oh. God, I love Holly Gregory, though. And I got to say, I was in a situation where I might have done the, uh, you know, in the right circumstances, I could have very well done the lay down for a blowjob move. You know, could have happened, didn't happen, unfortunately. But, you know, just saying. Listen. So I've been there, done that. I know exactly what was going through that man's mind. Here's what I, okay, here's what I think happened. And Holly, if you're listening, you'll always be my backup wife. I'm sure she. I'm sure she just sure, letting you I'm know. I'm sure she just can't wait to hear that. Yeah, she's probably listening. <laughs> Here's what I think happened. If you watch that interview, right, it seemed to me as if the reporter or the so-called reporter was acting in a way in which to try to elicit sympathy, and Giuliani <laughs> no, she was, was Oh, really? Yeah, really. I'm, I'm new at hey, this. I'm new at oh, this. I, I, I'm not sure about myself. <laughs> This and that. That's because, what it seemed like to me. Because Rudy Giuliani is just such a he's you know, a kind, no, God no, listen, grandfatherly listen. like guy. He was oh, just on. trying to help her hold calm her just, nerves because she was so. Let new me at, just say this. Have you though. ever met Giuliani? No, I've met Giuliani. Dude's a fucking asshole. No, okay. I'm telling you. From There's the no word getting go, around. I agree with you. That dude. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I don't disagree that he's a creep. Right. I don't disagree that if given look, if that chick started fucking licking on if that if that woman started went down on him, Giuliani's gonna let that happen. Oh and I'm not even saying that even given the opportunity that Giuliani wasn't like 
Like, I'm, I'm if actually it went wishing... that way, Giuliani could have very easily done it. I'm not okay, saying so, that. So right after this happened, to, to explain the scene, Borat bursts in. Yeah, and... he says, take me, not my daughter, because he's in some stupid <laughs> right. costume. Yeah. And of course, he's in and the... And Giuliani Leopard. freaks out at that point. Oh, yeah. He knows he just fucked up big time. You know... I, again, how did he... He didn't do anything wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. My point is, I wish Borat had waited another 30 seconds. Because I guarantee you the next move, that belt was coming off and that zipper was coming down. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if he had only waited a little bit longer. I don't think but so. But yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. After watching that, there is no doubt in my mind. And you, you are just backing Giuliani because- I the, hate Giuliani. The, you're just backing him because of the Hunter tapes. No, I, no, you know? I'm, no I'm Which not. Which is interesting timing, isn't it? What do you mean? Interesting the, the timing. The Hunter Biden laptop. Well, no, no. Here's the thing. They held on to that until now. Right. Giuliani right. absolutely well, held on to hey, it until now. Oh, the, the for maximum. I mean, Giuliani's part of. Oh, this. so how long have they had the the, the laptop? <sighs> I mean, I don't know exactly how long it's been, but it's longer but it's been than a while. Month. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, okay. I thought you were saying that that uh, Cohen, um, not little Judge Amy, uh, but Sasha Baron. I, I thought uh, you were saying that uh, she or he was uh, holding off on it, but they were no, just, no, no. Yo, no, this happened just, a long time ago. No, no, no. This Giuliani thing happened a long time ago too. He reported this to the cops. Oh, did he really? Yeah, Giuliani <laughs> reported this to the cops after it happened. I think it might have been like. Uh, what he reported as attempted rape? <laughs> I don't know exactly what he reported. Blue as, balls? <laughs> Bitch left me hanging. I mean, here's the thing. Where Giuliani <laughs> fucked up first and foremost was, is that you never, especially now, Love. you never go up into a hotel room with a girl for any reason whatsoever unless you're planning on fucking them. Well, yeah, exactly. And that's my point. And halfway through that interview, that was his objective. And it was clear as day. Clear as day, dude. It was a masterful amount of editing of, of oh, the tape. You're out of your fucking mind. No. God, I, I can't and believe. And again, hold on. I, you got to remember. I can't believe you don't, don't see this like the same Giuliani. way. I don't like Giuliani. I don't like him. Right. I want you to be right. I, I want you to be right. Hang and on a second. I just don't think you Hang are. Hang on a second. Let's say that you were in the exact situation that Giuliani was and your wife saw it. Would the word divorce come up in that conversation? <laughs> like if i was in that if, if i was in if that, you were if you I were mean, i wouldn't have done what he did but i understand but i'm just saying if you would would your would your wife say or either of them uh i, de say, I definitely think that they would ask questions yeah oh yeah you think they would ask oh questions? yeah they would be mad oh yeah right i mean i'd have to explain Why? myself right oh honey no i was just tucking in my shirt you think that would fly yeah <laughs> You're full of shit, man. Look, the problem the problem that Giuliani would get into was the touching beforehand. Right, right. And again, she was she she was touching him. Right. But oh, yeah, he was yeah, also yeah. doing the touching back though. Yeah, exactly. And you know she what? Was he should have done that. And he was all on, on I'm not it. saying yeah. he here's the thing. I'm not saying he was right in what he was doing. I think he was wrong in the in approach, especially nowadays. Look, you know who the smartest guy is right now at the end of the day when it comes to these things? Hmm. Mike freaking Pence. Mike Pence will never be caught in these situations because he'll never be alone with another woman that's not his wife. Right. Yeah, that's true. And you know it's what? a smart right? move. It's yeah. like Keanu Reeves. I, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but Keanu Reeves never touches somebody he hugs. He just, he does the air hug. Oh, really? With everybody. And don't get me wrong. I mean, he doesn't need to do that, but he does that in order to make sure that there's never any chance of being in a, in a, in a bad situation. Hmm, that's kind of weird. Giuliani, but Giuliani doesn't do that. And you know why? Because Giuliani's a creep. Oh, yeah. He yeah, is a creep. Totally. I just think that they, they edited this thing in a way to try to maximize him looking bad. <sighs> I'm when sure in all they reality, did. I mean, yeah. He, but he wasn't like down there trying to but whip it, out his it, dick. It, it, it's, yeah, he was totally whipping out his dick, man. He was not whipping out he his dick. He was expecting some slobbing on his knobbing. He was definitely not totally, expecting that. Totally. Again, look, agree to disagree. 
And I and and you know what? Piss off for making me fucking defend Giuliani. By the way, <laughs> I know. Like, I hate this. Look, I, I hate that guy. <laughs> and I still have to go. Well, it's not the way I see it, though. Like it pisses me off that I even have to say this. I don't understand how you're defending him. But what else we got on the agenda here? Okay, so we spend enough time on that. While poker was going on last night, though, one of the greatest Rays games ever. Oh, it was happened. amazing. Absolutely amazing. So. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I didn't get to watch it. it. Well, uh, it, it's uh, first of all, it's uh, you know I don't know when you're listening to this podcast, so the series may be over by the time you hear this. But uh, we're talking about uh, game four of the series where the Rays tied it up two to two. That was one of the most amazing ninth ninth innings I've ever seen in a baseball game. We were down. What was it? We were down seven to six. Bottom of the ninth, two outs, two men on, and the guy that comes up to the plate is this rookie who this is his first time, uh, I think it was his first time at bat ever. In the World Series. and Not in the World Series, in any postseason play. Yeah. It's like they pulled this kid up from nowhere. Um, I think they just, you know, he'd only been on the team since August. Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And so here he is put in the position of being the designated hitter uh, with the uh, winning run on first, tying run on second, with two outs, and it, the count is 2-2. Jesus. And I'm watching this thing, I'm thinking, oh. You know, here we go. It's, you know, just this one's over. And the kid actually takes a big swing on it, drops it in the gap in uh, in center field. Mookie Best fumbles the ball. First run scores. Um, second, the, the the man on fr- – fr- oh, I forget his name. Uh, as or, uh, as, uh, that, that, that. What's his name? The big hitter for the race. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, um, so he's rounding third, and he actually stumbles. <laughs> Falls down. Flat on his face. Flat on his face. Middle of the third baseline, right? Oh, my God. Worst thing. So, Mookie Bess throws it into the catcher, okay? Now, the catcher is looking at the outfield expecting the the throw. So, And he's timing in his head uh, that the runner is going to be coming in for the home plate. Yeah. So, he reaches around to catch the ball and real quickly swings to make the tag to, you know, get the winning run out. Well, he misses the ball. He doesn't catch the ball and swings around anyway. But when he swings around, he looks down the third base line and sees the runner laying, you know, on the ground there. Yeah. So he runs and gets up to go get the ball. And, of course, the runner gets up and dives to the plate and scores the winning run. And the kid, his name's Phillips, who who hit the, uh, the winning RBIs. He just takes off running around the field. He's running around the field, and the entire team is chasing him, trying to catch up with him to congratulate him, you know, and they can't catch him because he's just running around with his arms running, flying like Superman. (laughs) He was Forrest Gumping it all day long. And I tell you, I'm laying in bed watching the game, and I'm, I'm, you know, kind of like half asleep, waiting for the game to end, you know. And it's like, ah, damn, shit, it's we're gonna go down three, three to one in the series, and that happens. And I shot out of bed screaming. It's just such a, such an exciting, probably the most exciting baseball game that I remember seeing ever, you know. Yeah. So. Man, that was that was just a good time. But you didn't see it actually. You didn't actually watch. No, I was the playing game, poker huh? at the time. So, oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to get to see the game tonight. We got a wedding to go to tonight. So oh, fuck. Yeah, Oof. I know. I'm bummed out. I'm going to miss the. Uh, I'm going to miss the uh, football game and the. Uh, going to miss the Bucks and the Rays. Ah, oh, yeah, I know. Look at you. I know. No that's problem. all right though. Yeah. All right. So there's another thing I wanted to get into. In this area of no civility whatsoever. The Utah governor's like candidates. Like between us or what? No, no, no. I'm saying in overall in America in general. Oh, okay. The Utah governor candidates actually put out a political ad together. 
that the Democrat and the Republican candidate put out one political ad together. Right. And what the political ad had, you remember that Mac commercial? Like I'm a Mac, I'm a PC. And it was a white, it was a white, the white background where it was just the two guys talking. Uh, vaguely. Okay. It looked like that. Okay. But it was Utah. Every part of Utah is nice, right? So it's a Utah ad. Right. And basically these two candidates, what they did was they just talked about how vote for me, vote for me. We don't agree, but we can be civil. And that's what the world needs more of is more civility. And most importantly, we'll never let any black people in. <laughs> you know what? I think that's really more like an inside thing. Like they don't really put that in the messaging. They, they don't but have to. Yeah. It's, it's just, a little, it's, it's, it's just obvious. Known. Yeah. So. But you, but you watch this ad. We both have magic underpants. <laughs> I don't know if they, they didn't show their underpants. They didn't pull a Giuliani. Magic underpants, um, telling you. So Or a Mitt Romney. But what they did was is that this ad they put out together. Right. And it was really like in an area where like each person is the devil in a lot of these other races. For these two to actually come out with an ad like this was actually pretty good. Like I watched the ad and it was actually like a really, like it was a nice ad. Right. Like they didn't really, they didn't dig at each other. They were just like, vote for me. I think I'm the best guy. Vote for me. I think I'm the best guy, but we can be civil and we can disagree, but without being disagreeable or whatever. Right. But it was just really nice to to see something like that though. Yeah. I mean, I know you don't give a shit, but. No, I tell you, I'm going to make the the flag. I I, I think I'm going to start selling the nobody flag. The nobody flag. White background, black letters, just says nobody. All right, so I'm, in fact, I'm going to drive at the end of each of those Biden and Trump, you know, rallies, and I got gotcha. you flying my nobody flag. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. That's funny. All right, so the other thing because nobody will fix this. Yes, right. No. So the next thing we want to talk about: why you're not going to vote for anybody? There are six amendments on the Florida ballot. Yes. So for the Florida audience, you got six amendments on the ballot, and we did want to go through those this week because Adrian wanted to give his opinion on the six amendments on the well, ballot. Well, since uh, we are working from my dining room table because of the construction, and I can't really pull things up, I'm going I can, to need I can you. Talk, I'm going to talk to you. Okay, through good. Them. Let's let's talk through them. So let's start with number one. Okay, and I kind of want to get your input on them as well. Oh yeah, I want to give you, you my know, input. I didn't really analyze these fully and because, frankly, I don't know that I give a shit about any of them. But, you know, it's good to go through for our listeners. Okay, so first one is Florida Amendment 1. And what that one is, it's a citizenship requirement to vote in Florida elections. Which we already have. Yes. So the summary says the amendment provides that only United States citizens who are at least 18 years of age, a permanent resident of Florida, and registered to vote as provided by law shall be qualified to vote in a Florida election. Which, that's what it already says, I thought. I mean, that's pretty much... What what language are they changing, and what's the significance of it? Instead of every citizen, the text would read only a citizen. So they're going to change Florida Constitution, Article 6, Section 2. It currently states that every citizen of the United States who is at least 18 years of age and who is a permanent resident of the state, if registered as provided by law, shall be an elector in the county where they are registered. So instead of every citizen, it says only a citizen. It's not really much of a distinction. It though. doesn't change it at uh, yeah, all. Yeah, I, I don't there's see where no, that... There's nothing... Here's the thing. Because there's nothing in the way the law was written that would allow for someone who is not to be... So, yeah. yeah. I, what they're saying... It's what completely they're, meaningless. So, what they're saying is the group called Florida Citizens Voters, a Florida-based political committee, sponsored Amendment 1, according to its chairman, John Loudon. The change is the change in language is necessary because it challenges any future local laws that allows non-citizens to cast ballots. Now, what's it say about women? Does it allow women to vote? Uh, it doesn't say because that's a huge mistake. I mean, there you go. Yeah, yeah, we, that's, yeah. That, that's 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 the, problem. the women we lost in the <laughs> audience. Now, uh, I don't agree with that. By the way, I think women should vote. So, Adrian's just an asshole. I love you, babe. Especially the hot ones. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Such an asshole. So, here's the thing: this doesn't do anything. They put this on the it's ballot. I, yeah, no, no. A, it, I'll tell you why they put it on the ballot. To bring out attendance, to bring out to bring out more votes. 
Well, you know, anyone who's going to come out to vote for that is voting for Trump anyway. But exactly, though, this gives them another I mean, reason to go that, out and vote. They took your jobs. They that's that. Job. That's that crowd right there. All right, man. So let's move to Amendment 2. Okay. Amendment 2 is the Florida minimum wage. Right. So it raises the minimum wage to $10 an hour, effective September 30th, 2021. Right. Each September 30th thereafter, the minimum wage is increased by a dollar per hour until the minimum wage reaches $15 per hour by September 30th of 2026. From that point forward, future minimum wage increases shall revert to being adjusted annually for inflation starting at September 30th, 2027. Yeah. Well, that's going to ensure unemployment remains high. Yeah. Um, but uh, this one was put forward by John Morgan. He's uh, the one that got the petitions for it. He's the one that paid for it. And he's the one put it on the ballot. Yeah. Because he's for the people. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's honestly, it's going to be kind of meaningless because by the time we hit $15 an hour adjusted for inflation, that's going to be about four bucks. So, you know, with uh, with all the uh, deficit spending we're doing and all the uh, Federal Reserve quantitative easing that I don't think I on and I'm not even joking here. I don't think that in over the course of seven years, is it six years? How many years until we get to 15? What year? 2026. 2026. 2026 so would I don't, be when 15. When you I don't 15. think under honestly, I don't think over the course of um, six years with the inflation that we're going to see uh, over the next that period of time. I don't think that $15 an hour minimum wage is going to be much different than our current, what, 875. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be commensurate. So uh, it's it's kind of meaningless anyway. Um, but, you know, of course, I I wouldn't vote for like, it. Ever. You shouldn't I, yeah. have a minimum wage. It's going to pass, yeah. though, because all these are going to pass. You know, you think so? Really? Are Every, they all pulling? They one? all passed last time. Well, Hang on, this didn't pass last time. No, no, no. All the uh, all the initiatives passed last time. Not all of them, did they? Most of them did. Yeah, most, most of them, them did. did. I, I that one will probably pass. Yeah. But it's again, it's probably when we get to twenty twenty six, people are going to be bitching about fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage because it's not a living wage anymore because of inflation. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, that's true too. Yeah. So the next one is Florida Amendment Three. <laughs> Florida Amendment Three is the all voters vote in primary elections for state legislature, governor, and cabinet. What this is going to do is allow all registered voters to vote in primaries for state legislature, governor, and cabinet, regardless of political party affiliation. All candidates for an office, including party-nominated candidates, appear on the same primary ballot. The two highest vote-getters advance to the general election. If only two candidates qualify, no primary is held, and the winner is determined in the general election. Candidates' party affiliation may appear on the ballot as provided by law, effective January January 1st, 2024. You know, and this kind of surprises me that both the Republican Party and the Democrat Party are opposed to this one. They're adamantly opposed to this one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I think that if uh, if you're looking for um, the opportunity for uh, third-party candidates or uh, lower-tier candidates to have a, a better chance at winning in a general, I think this is probably a, a good thing for that. Uh, because, you know, it's uh, what you always hear is in what we always heard is third party candidates and, and running campaigns for third party candidates is, well, I'd love to vote for you, but I, I, you know, I don't want the other guy to win. So so it's kind of almost a tiered voting system where you can vote for you pick two out of the entire pool. Correct. No, no, no. You pick one. Oh, you only pick one. The top two advance. Oh, oh. Okay. They call it jungle primaries is what it's called. Yeah. It's basically everybody is on the primary ballot for August. Yeah. And then the top two go to go on to the general election. Right. And then that's all you get to pick. I Well, I actually, I think that's <laughs> that's that could be interesting, though, because if you think about it, it let, let's say you're a Republican going to the polls. OK. Mm-hmm. Um, and your guy is a shoe in. Okay, but you're going to pick the worst candidate, the the most easily beatable candidate you think for the other side. 
You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So let's say there's there's if there's only one Republican on the ballot, you might cast your vote for the other. But then again, if you only get one vote, you know, who knows? It, it's I, I don't care about this one. I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? Okay, I'm of two minds on this one. Okay. I think that restricting yourself to only two names on the ballot in November in a way kind of takes away like your ability to vote for somebody else. Right. Which it does. However, if you look at the, the primary in a different light, I think that this would actually end up being better. And I'm going to vote for this one at the end of the day. This might be the only reason I go and vote, but I might go vote yes for this one because I think this is going, this changes the game completely. Now what it changes the game in two ways. One, the primary elections are still going to be a lower turnout than the general elections. It's just always going to be the way it is, which also means that the number of votes that you need in order to make it to the top two are less. Right. So that means you have a better chance of making it to the top two. If if you're a libertarian, let's say a registered libertarian and you're running for office, the odds of you becoming one of the top two is higher better than winning than the odds of you are winning in a three way general. Yeah. Yeah. So you might be right in that aspect. And here's the thing, like right now they're not winning at all. So this is worth a shot to do it this way because whatever. Now, don't get me wrong. People are still going to vote party line. They're just going to do that. Oh yeah. But the amount of people that you need in order to do that is a lot less. And in certain races, like if you're in like in, in uh, South Tampa or something like that, don't get me wrong. It's probably going to end up being two dims in the race for the general. Right. But there is a chance that you could get somebody else in these races and it does make it like I think that the odds of a third party, like a, I think the odds of a libertarian, a registered libertarian being in the state house, if this passes, increase, not decrease. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I can see it working kind of both ways on this. So it's, it's yeah, but it's not working now. Yeah, who, yeah right. Who and what do you care? I don't I, don't, I really don't care. Either so way. in this so aspect, I'm, I'm not voting for or against it. I've I've seen both <laughs> sides of the argument here. Right. But I, at the end of the day, I've come to the, I've, I've come to the personal realization or the personal decision that I am voting yes for this one. Mm-hmm. And you know, it just, what happens is this though, you don't run to November anymore. You're running to August. Right. And so you have to change how you would run for office because you're running for the primary. You're not running for the general. Right. As, as a third party. As, as anybody really though. Like even if you're a Republican or a Democrat, you're still running for that primary because you still got to get top two. There's not going to just be one Republican in those races. There's going to be two or three Republicans in those races. Oh, right, right. I see what you're saying. So you can't uh, you can't say, well, I've got no primary challenger. I don't have to do anything. No, you have everybody. You, you still have to campaign. Everybody's yeah. got to run hard. Yeah, I, I mean, see don't get saying. me wrong. Running hard is a relative term. Right. You know what I mean? And it could be where, look, before, like how many races did we see before where there was no competition? And I don't think, uh, here's the thing though, and I don't think you're ever going to see a situation unless you have a district which is so overwhelmingly one party where you have two of the candidates from the same party because it's going to be top two. You know what I'm saying? So let's say you have a a district that is 70-30. Yeah. Right? Um, Or well, let's say 60-40. Okay, uh, you have a sixty forty district. Well, let's say that the that sixty splits between three candidates. You see what I'm saying? Now it guarantees that the you know if there was only one of the other party in there, they're going to get that thirty percent automatically, and the sixty percent split between three candidates. So you know what I'm saying? Mm, I c- don't. I don't agree. I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you at all in the action. Really? One. Only because like I under, okay. I understand I don't know, what I'm you're just saying about to, the numbers. I'm, I'm trying to think it through. But in it's, the red, like in the in the deep red or the deep blue counties, right? The 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 turnout of the smaller party 
is not to their maximum. It's actually depressed a lot. Right. And the other one is increased more because the the, the, the outreach to those voters will be more. So it's going to be it, like you're not going to get that. Even if you split it three ways, that guy's probably still coming in third or fourth. Yeah. Yeah, I can see so many variables on this. I, I can't really figure out whether it's a, a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. Which makes me think that it's probably going to fail. I think it's going to. I know. I think it's going to go through. Really? I think, I think, I've seen commercials on this one now. I think it's going to go through. Hmm. So. Okay. Now, the next one is Amendment 4. This is a voter approval of constitutional amendments. This right. requires all proposed amendments or revisions to the state constitution to be approved by the voters in two elections instead of one in order to take effect. And if the proposal applies the current threshold for passage of each of the two elections. Hmm. I'm not so that sure. means you got to do it twice. You, in order to get yeah. something through the state constitution, you got to get it twice. I, I'm not sure that uh, how I feel about that one either. You know what I'm saying? Uh, here's the thing. I, I like the fact that you can, that the people have the opportunity to amend the constitution if they want to. But by the same token, you see so much stupid shit being done uh, via constitutional amendment. Now look at the rail thing. They had to do it, then not do it. They had to do it, then undo it. Right, exactly. Uh, so it's... Uh, it had to be 60%. In order for the patch, you have to have 60% twice. Yeah, yeah. In, in Maybe. two different election cycles. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to make it really expensive in order to get anything done, I think, is what I'm looking at. Yeah, well... But I will also say this. If it's a common sense thing that everybody's just going to vote for... It'll pass. It just takes longer. Yeah, that's true. So I'm not necessarily even opposed to it per se. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do on this. I don't know what I'm going to do. On this well, it only now. takes two years because you could do it in, you know, a, a, a two year cycle. Yeah. So, you know, that it wouldn't be too bad. But eh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, you know, when we uh, when we said we were going to have to review these, I thought I was actually going to have opinions on them. But uh, I, I realize now that I just don't give a shit about any of them either. <laughs> like, this is your idea. I know. I thought it would All be right. a good thing. But, you All know. right. So let's go. Let's get moving then. Amendment five. Okay. This is proposing an amendment to the state constitution um, to increase from two years to three years the period of time during which accrued Save Our Homes benefits may be transferred from a prior homestead to a new homestead. Now, see, that I don't understand at all because I thought always your uh, primary residence you could apply for oh it's the save our homes cap yeah it's not homestead exemption it's the save our homes cap okay yeah. that makes sense yeah so you're able to transfer that cap from one house to another yeah i think that's a it's probably a good thing well and the only reason they have to put this on the ballot some of this thing that's on the ballot that's the only way they can change it like the legislature actually put this on the ballot right and they voted for it right but they can't change it Be they have to give it to the voters to change well i i thought they could it was just a really more difficult process to amend the constitution through the legislature no, no, no. This is how they do it. They put it. They, they have to put it on the ballot? They, they got to put it on the oh, ballot. I thought they had a mechanism by no, where if they got no. uh, three quarters in each house, they could still no, do it. No, no, no. Oh, hmm. No, because this one got basically unanimous. Right. Most things over there, a lot of things over there get unanimous. Yeah. Stuff, but. Well, yeah, obviously that's a that's a thing that causes people to pay less taxes. So that's yeah. something I'm highly in favor of. All right. Next one's Amendment 6. Ad valorem tax discount for spouses of certain deceased veterans who had permanent combat-related disabilities. You know, I hate this provides shit. Provides that the homestead property tax discount for certain veterans with permanent combat-related disability carries over to such veterans, survivor spouses who hold legal or beneficiary Title II and who is permanently resides in on homestead's property, basically. So it's just a, you know, yeah, Like we always say, always vote for a tax cut. Every time. But it's stupid that they single out such a narrow group. Yeah. You know, just to give it across the board. So. It, all, all taxation should be uniform. And this is stupid, but always vote for a tax cut. Yep. So that's it. Or just throw Molotov cocktails like I prefer. You know, <laughs> start burning down government buildings. You got those. You have a better the, way to go. You have that. So, yeah. But those are all the amendments. So, yeah. yeah. 
Again, it wasn't. It, it actually wasn't really that hard, and they're all actually pretty easy this time. <laughs> well, it, they're not really. Actually, no. I, I I find myself not knowing which way to vote on on several of them, which I'm not. I'm saying vote. they're easy to understand. They're easy to understand. Well, you're but, not going to vote anyway, though. So what does well, it matter? Of course, I'm not going to vote. But the point is, is that you know, it's 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 difficult to foresee what some of them will end up doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You're saying that there's going to be some unintended consequences to some of them. Yeah. And well, the, it, the, the jungle primary one the jungle is primary the biggest is a big one. unintended well, consequence. Well, so is the... And the $15 um, minimum wage is huge. Too. The $15 minimum wage is huge. And so is the two cycles to pass some uh, constitutional amendment. Yeah. I mean, it's just... Those are going to be... Again, what it's going to... Okay. The $15 minimum wage thing, that is an economic... I don't think that'll pass. I actually think it might pass. It's got it's in the seventies for the percentage on support. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. People don't understand basic economics. I guess not. Yeah, but again, like I said, I I, I don't think it's going to matter as much as people think. It's I don't think it's going to affect businesses as as much as people think it's going to affect business because of the coming inflation. I mean, it's it's going uh, it, to it's just going to expedite the wage increase that's going to be necessary with the cost of living increases yeah, I mean, you yeah, know what i'm saying yeah, i mean yeah we're, we got other problems coming in here anyway, yeah so. so it's it's you know it, it's kind of going to be a secondary thing and it's not going to help people in the long run it's just going to make it's going to balance yeah. out and don't get wrong there's other amendments around the country that, that people are going to be voting on so there's you know some legalization bids in some other states and stuff like that so yeah. i mean there's there's other it's stuff a damn out shame there, but, that we don't have a, a full legalization uh you know uh, amendment this time around you know it's just really hard for stoners to organize to actually get a full legalization one on the ballot it's just there's just and now it's really easy to it. get uh, medical cards so yeah so you know. i in fact i was seeing that uh, that one place online it's like uh, vera health or something like that mm -hmm. you know you basically call them up give them 50 bucks you do an online thing with a doctor the doctor says you in pain you say yeah and they say okay here's your card yeah you know <laughs> so everybody gets a card now which is just you know just make it legal already exactly exactly i they mean making us go through california did this for a bunch of years and they they literally had people who were like selling legally authorized to sell yeah the uh medical marijuana cards like on santa monica pier <laughs> listen hold on a second in so, the in the city that they make the federal laws against marijuana you can buy weed exactly like, 100 i bought yeah. I, I know from firsthand experience yeah like i mean it's a little weird how you do it but it's now explain how you do it okay <laughs> all right so they're actually not allowed to legally sell it what hold on let me explain all right if you make a donation you can get the weed for a donation <laughs> so if they're giving it to a good cause like you have to listen to a psa it's like you have weed. to listen to a you have to listen to a public service announcement so we when we got okay so we were going to washington dc folks right? that literally is the federal government in a nutshell right oh yeah there. it is oh it's the best yeah. thing hold on so we were going we were going to washington dc and i was in the car with a couple other people and we were i, I having an argument not an argument but they're like you know you could buy weed legally in dc i'm like you fucking can't buy weed legally what was wrong with you you can't do that and they're like no, no you totally can so I'm like, all right. So we went, I'm like, okay. So we looked it up, you know, Google it basically. Right. And so you find somebody, uh, you call them up and it, again, you can't just go to a store. It doesn't work that way. You don't just go to a store. Right. You have to meet them somewhere and their place of meeting is at a hotel. So they say, go to this room at this hotel at this time and you can do it. And so it just seemed a little like, I'm like oh man. I've done drugs little, that way before. Okay. Well, it just yeah. seemed a little shady though. <laughs> right. So we're in DC, we park. And then we walk in. Now, I'm wearing a suit because, you know, I was in D.C. for other business that day. Right. So 
I have a suit on. I didn't bring my wallet with me because I only carried the money with me just in case it was Smart. like a sting operation right, or something. Yeah. <laughs> so I go you were in still with, thinking that yeah, way. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. I was going in with another guy. Right. So I go up to the hotel room. I knock on the door. I open the door and then the, the smell just hits you right off the bat. And there's this guy and this girl in there and they have it all laid out on the bed and on the dresser. And it's all in little baggies and different kinds of stuff. Like it really was like if they put a store in a hotel room, this is what it would look like. Right. Yeah. And you walk around, you pick what you want, and then he tells you what the price is. And he's like, well, you're giving to this charity, and here's what this charity does. It was uh, Vets for Buds or something like that. <laughs> and he goes like, this is what for the charity that it does, and right. this and that, and, and thank you for your for your donation, and here's, you know. And everything, I'm like, how much is it? He's like, well, that's a $20 donation. That's a $15 donation. That's this. Now, don't get me wrong. It was great stuff. It, right. It was awesome stuff. But at the same time, though, and I bought it there. They have to switch hotel rooms, though, I guess, a lot. And I think what they're doing is I think they're, you know, they're, they're giving somebody in the hotel a little bit of extra money. But what they tell you is, look, just walk in like you're going to your going to a room and like, don't mess about. Like, just walk in, get in the hotel, get in the elevator, go up to the room, come get your stuff and then get out. Basically. Right. Yeah. And you and there's only one person in there a lot of the time. So you have to go at a specific time. So like, wait a second. You have an appointment at 545 and you got 15 minutes to shop. These are literally the rules that the city of Washington, D.C. set well, up. No, that's the... Well, I mean, okay, the, some of the rules are the ones that D.C. set up. Right. But, like, they're, what they're doing as far as their guidelines is what they're setting up. That makes no sense to me, man. I mean, just it, it, ridiculous how the, to go through that process. I mean, if you're going to do that, just... just Open up a store, you know, but they you're not allowed to open up a store, right? That's the thing. Like, the, <laughs> why? The, because because government's stupid, <laughs> right? Because government, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, no. That's why. It's, yeah. it's just here's the thing. It's stupid as all get out. But vote harder, folks. This November, this is the most important election ever. Because if you don't vote in this election, you're not going to have more stupid shit like that happening in the world. You know, you might have a situation where you can actually do the things you want to do without being, oh, I don't know, uh, extorted by government uh, or beat up by cops. You know, hey, that would be horrible. So anyway, hey, uh, uh, James, you going to play us out or are you going to sit there looking at your phone? Oh, you know what? Here's the thing. Why are you going to tell on me? I don't know what's I, you going know, on because here. Because I'm, I'm sitting here stalling. We're well, over. We're at an hour and one minute and 52 seconds and you don't have the outro ready well, to go. I do have the outro ready to go. I just yeah. have to, un well, I'm not, I don't have it all the way ready to go, well, I'm, but I'm, I do want to say thank you everybody for listening to the show. I really do appreciate it. I know the past couple of weeks we have been in makeshift studios, <laughs> doing makeshift stuff, yeah. but we will get through this. And uh, I thank you very much for listening to the show this week. We're going to go out with a little, uh, can you hear it now? I am. Playing well, I it. haven't potted it out yet. I didn't. Oh. I didn't know what you were doing. Well, so. I'm playing it now. But if you would like ass. to listen to hour number two, uh, please uh, become a patron. Uh, go to patreon.com unattended baggage and uh, sign up. Give us uh, give us a few bucks a month, and uh, you won't be a fucking freeloader like all these people listening in the first hour. You can actually help us out and maybe actually find new homes. We'll see you on the other side.